Welcome to Chronic Love, a supportive space for people with chronic illness. I'm Robin, a psychologist in New York City, navigating the fallout of a breast cancer diagnosis some years in. And I'm on a personal journey to join together with others who have similarly found themselves facing life challenges in the wake of chronic illness. Together, with the generous humans you're about to meet, we welcome you into our discussions. I left an entire healthcare system for that express reason. I, I was not getting the quality of care I wanted. And so I was like, you know what? I'm out of here. My name is Jamie Bowles. I am the owner and founder and host on WJMS Radio, uh, which is a platform that is dedicated to making a difference in the community. I have been dealing with my diagnosis since December of 2018. I was diagnosed at 32 as a non-smoker with no history of cancer in my family and out of left field stage four. So I really try to educate people and make folks realize that, you know, you only need lungs to get lung cancer. The quality of care and the attention was not there. And if you're battling cancer, that's hard enough. You don't want to have to be battling your doctors too for their attention. You know, it's like, I got enough battles over here. I, can I just come in and, and feel like VIP service for just one day? It came down to just every, every bit of my appointments was just not acceptable for me. I just was not okay. I was so stressed out about going to the doctor. I didn't even care that I was going in for cancer tests. You know, I'm like, I don't care that I'm going for scans. I'm more stressed out about the procedure that I have to go through and what it's going to be like in this doctor's office today. That's a problem. <laughs> that is a major problem. And so I would go in there and they couldn't find my vein. And so now they're poking around in my arm six and seven times with a needle, which hurts. I've got one good vein in this arm and it's the, it's, it's the one, you know, it's the one that gets used for all of the things because it's there and it's big and it's, you know, it's the one. Um, the rest of them are all pretty small and, and not team players. And there's barely anything over here. So I don't even let you touch that arm because I'm not going to be your pincushion. But mm -hmm. they could never find the vein. And then, you know, when they do find the vein, it's like, I'm already stressed now because you've been stabbing me with needles and I'm in pain. And now you got to attach an IV to this. And then I got to have contrast. The waiting room, you know, was always a problem. There's always like 15 to 20 people in the waiting room and there's like no social distancing. I'm like, Y'all know it's COVID, right? And we have lung cancer, the most susceptible <laughs> to a respiratory disease. And then the whole entire process of scanning was stressful because that's just your scans. And the first time I went in there, they made me wait a week for my results. So I'm like, what? A week? I would go to NYU. The next day, I would sit down with the doctor and go over the results. You already have scanxiety leading up to your scans where you're freaking out because you're like, okay, I'm going in for these scans. The scans are going to tell me whether or not the medication is still working. And if I need to jump onto a new medication, do I have progression? Has this thing, you know, shown up in other places in my body now? Am I going to light up like a Christmas tree? Your and life so you hangs in the balance in those moments. Yeah. You know, and so to have to wait a week to find out on top of the anticipation of going into the scans in the first place is torture. It's absolute torture. And yeah. so I came into the doctor's office three times. I think I went there two or three times. And each time was like worse than the one before until finally the last time I told my doctor, I'm not coming back here. I was like, you guys aren't giving me the quality of care. I I feel like I deserve and that I need. I'm like, your assistants out in the waiting room are awful. I wait in the waiting room for three hours, three hours. I'm sitting in the waiting room just to talk to the doctor for 10 minutes. Like 
no. He's like, well, we, you know, we're really busy um, on these days because we only have, you know, we're only here on one day or two days. I'm like, well, that is a problem. You know, that means you're overloaded. Like you need to either scale back or add more days. You don't put all 52 of your patients on in one day. I believe they told me they had 60 patients in a day. I was like, huh? You only have eight hours in a day. You're seeing people for maybe two, three minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so for me, that was just not acceptable. And I got tired of waiting in the waiting room for three hours to see a doctor for 10 minutes. I got tired of waiting a long period of time to get my results. Um, I didn't feel like my doctor was up to speed on anything in the lung cancer community. Like it just wasn't working for me. And so finally I was like, there's not even any other doctors in this area. I'll leave the state to go get the care that I need because that's how important it is. And so now I treat in South Carolina, which is two hours away. And it's worth every mile I drive because the peace of mind that I get in my appointments, it means the world to me, you know, like it's the kind of care that I need and that I want. Like they gave me ice water in the waiting room. I was like, oh, thank you. Because they were like, you're getting ready to have a, a CT scan, right? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, here, have some water because you're going to need that to hydrate ice water. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Went in for the scan. They gave me a warm blanket. It's usually freezing cold in those rooms if you're ever getting scans. A warm blanket felt like a hug from your mom. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. The doctor called me the same day to tell me that I was okay. She was just like, I saw your results. I saw your blood work. All your results came back great. You're stable. There's no progression. You know, everything is good. I just wanted to call and tell you. She called me at 8 p.m., like 8 p.m. that night. I was like, that's, she cares. Like most doctors, it's like eight o'clock at night. Like you're not going to get a hold of your doctor. Every mile that I drive for that appointment is worth it because I know that I'm getting the quality of care that I deserve. I don't care that my doctor that was here was 15 minutes down the street. I will drive two hours to go see somebody who gives a shit. Yeah. That is the quality of care you deserve. And you yeah. never deserve to have to deal with. I mean, I just like, it's heartbreaking that you have to drive so far to just be treated like a human when you know, if anybody should get this level of care, this level of attention, it's somebody who's already facing everything that you're facing. Yeah. And it's, it's, it was awful. So I was like, and like I said, the last time I went there, he told me I was stable. He told me I was stable. I didn't even care. I was so aggravated at waiting in the waiting room for three yeah. hours and dealing with all that, that I was like, okay, great. Can I go home now? Like, I didn't even care. I was like, thanks. I'm going to go now. It's demoralizing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Should have to clear my day yeah. to get my cancer results. But that's what I mean by advocating for yourself. Like if it yeah. means you got to go the extra mile, go the extra mile to get the quality of care you deserve. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't, I don't condone, you know, having to do that. I shouldn't have to drive two hours to get the quality of care. You know, doctor's no. offices should all subscribe to the same level of care. Um, but the truth and the, the harsh reality is that they don't. And so you have to go somewhere where they will. And sometimes that somewhere is, is out of state, you know, and, and, but I promise you, it'll be worth every mile if it's a doctor who, who makes you feel like you matter, you know, mm -hmm. and like that you that they care. You'll yeah. be like, yeah, I will drive the two hours. It's fine. Yeah. If you're watching this and resonating with any of this, we want you to know that you're not in this alone, that you're never in this alone. Until next time, sending love. Until next time, sending love. If you'd like to join us for a candid discussion about your experience with chronic illness, or if you'd like to connect to Simply Say Hello, we welcome you to reach out through any of the social media platforms or through our website, and all of our information is listed below.